I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theatre Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theatre writer, critic, and dramaturg. I'm Jen Uphoff-Gray, Founder and Artistic Director of Forward Theatre Company. And this is Theatre Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theatre from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theatre in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode three of Theater Forward. Good to be here. Hello. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about resident acting companies um, and and their decreasing existence here in America and and what that means for our field. You know, when we when we started Forward, it was one of the very first conversations that we needed to have, and it was especially pertinent one because we were a company founded by a group of working artists, and so the question became, you know, are are we a a company with a you know resident group of actors, and for us we we decided not to, and there were a couple of of factors involved in that. The first was just that Madison isn't a huge city. There's quite a few wonderful professional theater artists that make their home here, but it's not it's not an enormous pool. So um, having a locally based resident company would have been somewhat limiting in in the kinds of of, of artists that we were going to be able to get uh, in terms of all different kinds of diversity that that would have been somewhat limiting for us. But we also, we saw the benefits of having a resident company. You know, one of the great assets we've had as a company is being able to be colleagues with um, the professional company to our West American Players Theater in Spring Green, a, a, a classical outdoor company that's been around for, for many decades, uh, doing incredible work, some of the best classical work in the country, I would argue. And they do have a core company of artists and as well as bringing in, you know, summer interns and, and, and you know, come groups that come in just, just for that year. But one of the things that I so love about, about going up the hill to see a show in Spring Green with American players is those artists have been working together for a really long time. They are at the top of their game. They know each other really well. There's a shorthand that they have that's really um, allowing them to do incredibly deep and detailed work. So we saw that advantage. And I would say, too, I would add that audiences love to see the same people on stage. Not every show, every part, but, you know, uh, how often do we hear of an audience member talking to an actor like, I've been following your career for 30 right. years and I love this play and this play and this play and this play and um, really enjoy that. Right. You get to understand the actor's craft when you see an artist in multiple roles over a period of time. You understand, oh, they're not, they're not just the same as that character. They've right. created that character. And so, so that's the advantage of those resident companies. But then in a smaller city like ours, you, you also see the disadvantage that it can be somewhat limiting in the kinds of plays that you can do. So, so that was what we were really uh, wrestling with a little bit when we founded our company. And the middle ground that we settled on, it's worked really well for us, has been that, that part of our mission statement is that we provide a home base for Wisconsin-based theater professionals. So what that has meant is that over 95% of the performers that we have hired in our 10 years reside in the state of Wisconsin, but they don't all reside here in Madison. And so we have a broader pool to draw from. And the way that's played out is that when our audience, when our subscribers, our traditional audience come to see a play, 
they're almost guaranteed in each production to see at least one actor that they have seen on our stage before, and usually at least one actor that they have not seen on our stage before. So we we get to build those long-term relationships, but also constantly bring in new blood and, and fresh ideas. Um, Isn't that, that's, there's strengths and weaknesses of yeah. having an acting company. Yeah. Um, one of, is exactly what you're talking about in the shorthand of the actors and the audience reception to that and how much they enjoy it. But it does become problematic in terms of the stories you can tell. Yeah. And um, to our east was a company that had uh, a resident acting company for years and years and years. And it has disbanded now. We are lucky enough to have many of those people as colleagues and friends and get to work with them now uh, more than we ever have. Or you know, had been able to. But um, I understand management not being able to tell the stories that they wanted to tell with that acting company. On the other hand, I'm very sad for my friends and colleagues that they don't have their artistic home yeah. anymore. It's a really, um, it's a difficult balance, you know, it, we see it from both sides, mm-hmm. from both sides, the, the, the loss of that um, professional home for, for these incredible artists is, is a keenly felt one. On the other hand, it, it was limiting for that, for that company. It was limiting in the kinds of stories they could tell to reflect their community. And, uh, I think you're seeing from, from both American players theater and from Milwaukee rep. Um, I, I, I share the, the, the angst that, first of all, that both of you are describing because I've been watching those people just like both of you have for a long time and they're beloved and important to me. And I have memories that I will carry with me all, all my life um, from having seen some of them. But it's also really exciting to see in both of those venues efforts to bring in new faces. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing some very exciting um, actors that are st- they're not company members at APT, but I mean, people like Christina Panfilio might as well be. She's been going there enough years at this point. Somebody even younger like Josh Krause. I mean, those are just two illustrative examples. Um, and, and to our east, the same thing. I mean, we're seeing not only shows that really probably could not have been done um, yeah. by the resident company we, we had, talented as it was, but we're seeing new faces. I mean, somebody like Bethany Thomas you know, who has now been to the rep a number of times. And is it just an exciting talent? Um, yeah. and, and so, and, and there are a lot of examples of that. While still at, at the rep, I think a real effort is being made to use local artists. And I think that that's been particularly in the last three or four years, a growing emphasis yeah. for Noticeably for so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't mean this to sound provincial, but I have said uh, since I had, moved to Wisconsin, that I was surprised at audiences in Wisconsin would rather have their beloved actor, you know, and these exciting people on stage than the the Tony Award winner. They like Wisconsin audiences enjoy their community, their community of artists. But I would also, I I would argue that that's not just um, provincialism, but the fact that and th- this is something we believe very deeply here at Forward. Theater that is of, by, and for a community has a greater resonance. Um, th- when you see people on stage 
that you know live in your community, things resonate more. I remember when I first moved back here to Madison uh, after my my years in New York City, um, the first show that I that I directed here was um, in the penultimate season at the Madison Rep. And I was hired to do um, the new version of Diary of Anne Frank. And at that point, the rep was hiring most of their actors in Chicago. And there was, you know, you know, an an assumption that we would go and hire, you know, a young, but not young enough, you know, an early (laughs) 20s professional actress to play Anne from Chicago. And I thought, you know, we need to see a young girl who lives here up on that stage, the resonance of this story, the impact of it is just going to be different for the audience. I spent a year going to see a lot of high school theater uh, in Dane <laughs> County to scout young actors to play both both Anne and Peter and Margot. And um, I, I would argue the play was significantly more resonant because of that. I would argue that a lot of the things we do at Forward with, you know, we have talkbacks and uh, all kinds of community outreach uh, opportunities in our because our artists live here and pay taxes here and and send their kids to school and use the libraries and 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 all of that i think there's a a level of connection that happens between artist and audience that we can't minimize i agree with that but i also like being pushed or challenged to expand my definition geographically and yeah. emotionally um, and politically, um, of what a community is. I mean, Wisconsin's a big state, and and to commit to using actors in Wisconsin, which is an awesome thing that Forward does, and I, I'm obviously fully supportive of that, doesn't, to my mind, mean we can't think of places like Chicago, much closer than lots of places in Wisconsin to mm-hmm. Madison, sure. as part of our community. And one of the things I love about both the rep and APP, and it's been true here with people like Nick Harrison or Travis Knight, is the ability to draw on that incredible theater town, Chicago, um, and and bring artists from there here and make people here start thinking about as they read their playbills, since we still have them, about maybe I should go see a show in Chicago. I really yeah. like this actor. So you expand your 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 tribe. You expand your 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 allegiance in terms of the number of people, the kinds of people, yeah, um, and maybe the kinds of theater that you're willing to see. And that's a great thing. And it's happening at all of the big companies in Southern Wisconsin, yeah. including this one. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no question. It's come yeah. up. Sometimes we'll read a play and we'll think. Does does the professional theater artist exist in our state who can play this role, right? And then if 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 we think not, then should we do the play anyway? Do we go and and pull in an artist from Chicago to fill that role? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no. It's case by case, but um, yeah, I like the way you think about it. Did you? This is a question. When you programmed Exit Strategy by Ike Holter, who of course is all about Chicago, yeah, his right. seven play cycle of which Exit Strategy is an, an important play. There's resonance in a play that's talking about the closing of a school anywhere, and yeah. it's not a Chicago based play. But did the fact that he was Chicago based, either positively or negatively, influence the way you thought about choosing that play for your season? It's a great <clears throat> question. I mean, I think primarily we were just really viscerally drawn to the story he was telling. It was so dynamic. His, his language is so 
engaging and immediate. His characters are so three-dimensional and exciting. Um, and ultimately it was a conversation about um, our investment in public schools and about racial equity in public schools. And that is probably the predominant area of concern here in Madison over the last several years. We have an appalling racial disparity in our public education. So um, I think that was the initial draw. But again, when you think about Chicago being our neighbor just a few hours to the south, our you know superintendent of, of schools here in Madison came from the Chicago public school system. A lot of the administration of the Madison schools came from Chicago with her. So there is that very close connection that that we were able to um, to draw on and that the audience, I think, responded to, especially as a result. It's a great example of the way in which, you know, an issue which is of concern to a community resonates with actors that are that are that are part of that community. And it's interesting we're talking about closings in that context, because one of the things I think we're seeing nationally is a real challenge for the continuation of the regional theater movement because of the death of so many resident acting companies. I mean, we do lose something when a company like that goes away. Yeah. And the real shame of that is it's for the for the actors, for the community. Um, it's a source of sustainable employment is gone. And then those people that have lived in that community, bought houses in that community are gone. Or they try to cobble together a career and many do a beautiful job with that, but it's not in one location. It's not, um, they're always looking for the next thing. And that's, that's a hard, that's hard to do. We talk all the time about mm -hmm. trying to create this professional home base mm -hmm. here. And a huge element of that is providing enough paid work and not just paid work, but paid at a, at a reasonable wage that people can choose to stay here right. and to stay in this field. And that is one of the great boons of having a resident acting company is that you have a pool of artists that ha have that reliable employment and can stay and be in dialogue with your audience season over season over season. We've talked about um, some of the ways in which that can be limiting, but it's important to acknowledge all the ways in which that is so incredibly beneficial. And so as those companies are disappearing, what can we do? What can we do to address the disappearance of that reliable paid what, work? What's the alternative? Right. I don't have the answer to that, right. but the, the idea of regional theater also dying with it or depleting and becoming communities of one major theater company, you know, in every major city, that's not what we want either. No, it's not. So all we, I mean, all we can do is, is play our part by trying to emphasize hiring locally and hope that our, our fellow companies do the same. And we have seen a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And so while um, there may not be as many resident companies still here in Wisconsin, we are seeing this, it's almost like a, a resident acting pool in our state that does have to travel from company to company, but can still be based here. And that I think has value. It's something we're really committed to helping to sustain. Hopefully in the long run, it continues to work and to grow. Um, but I'm really curious to see how other companies in other regions uh, wrestle with this issue.
I think that's it for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jenna Poffray. I'm Julie Swenson. And I'm Mike Fisher. Our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, and you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Forward Theater. That's E-R. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, we encourage you to find us and subscribe to us on iTunes or, or wherever you might be listening. We're grateful to have you listening, and we'll be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation.